vital, vital advice for your everyday life. Welcome back. I would really like to sincerely thank everyone who listens to this podcast every week without fail. I genuinely appreciate everyone that downloads and comments and likes and shares this podcast. It means a lot. That being said, this podcast is probably going to be this big for the rest of however long I do this. Okay, here's the here's the rundown. Let me make let's clarify what I'm talking about. I have been going over a strategies on how to make this podcast grow. I've done this since I started the podcast and genuinely the majority of the advice that is given to me on how to grow your podcast kind of goes against all of my core values and my standards for what this podcast stands for. I would have to sell out if I was going to have this podcast grow in its audience. And it's become pretty evident to me through not only my own interactions with other podcast hosts and their fake ass content strategies, along with some of the strategies I have implemented that have been clickbaity with titles for my episodes that tend to do better than the ones where I'm more honest in my my titles, the ones that have more Vanderpump rules, scandal type gossipy titles always do better than the ones that are more honest. So if I were to do what other podcast hosts do, maybe I would see some growth a faster growth at least, but I'm not willing to do that. And one of the main reasons why comes from one interaction with another podcast host that I think about quite frequently. I was listening to her podcast. It was decent. It wasn't my favorite podcast, but she made good content. Sure. And I was listening to a person that she was interviewing that was saying some harmful things in regards to men. It was not only harmful, though, it was also scientifically incorrect and biologically incorrect. And the host was encouraging and agreeing with the person that was being interviewed in that episode. And it really rubbed me the wrong way. And I felt like, well, maybe this person doesn't know that what the uh, guest was saying was scientifically wrong. Like she should have seen that some of what was being said is a more popular view yet harmful view uh, on men that is unfortunately very popular. So I messaged her and I said, hey, I just wanted to let you know that um, that guest you just had on was misinformed or was um, using old logic to talk about how men love and it's harmful and incorrect and scientifically just flat out wrong. And her response at first was just like, hey, thanks for letting me know. Um, but, you know, my audience liked this guest and so I brought her back on. Which should have been a first clue, I guess, to me that this 
host was not doing what she felt was right. She was doing what would get views or get listeners, I guess. So I tried to explain. I was like, okay, yeah, but like, I guess like from my perspective is like, if you know that it's wrong and you know that it's harmful and you know that in just general, it's incorrect. Don't you as a person who is promoting advice and healthy relationships and better choices in dating, shouldn't you be providing your audience with things that are truthful and healthy and better views on things? Um, especially just being correct, just like at like a bare minimum, in my opinion, you should at least be scientifically correct. And her response was, bottom line, I'm a content creator and my audience wanted this person to come back on. So I brought her back on. That statement has lived with me every single time I have tried to make this podcast better is Other podcast hosts that do better than me, that grow their audience faster, who have better equipment and more money to invest in that, they are doing it to create content. Whereas when I do my podcast, I'm doing it from a viewpoint of does this align with my core values and my standards? When I speak on something, is it something that I believe in or is it to get someone to listen to me? I can't do what they do. I can't just invite whoever and talk about whatever because it's stimulating and it's popular and it will get people to listen to my podcast. I can't do that. I have to be authentic to myself. And if that means only a couple of people listen to my podcast, those people are people who I vibe with and I'm okay with it. So again, I just want to say thank you for listening. It means a lot that you're here, and that you see value in what I have to say. And with that comes a promise that I'm doing it authentically. I'm doing it from a place of honesty, and I'm trying to be as correct as I can be and will correct myself if I find something wrong with what I said. It has to align with my core values. Bottom line, I cannot go against my standards to grow this podcast, and I will I will always keep that promise, even if this grows to a point where I can do monetization and I can have ads on my podcast, I will only do that if I feel like it aligns with my core values and that it benefits something in a way that is authentic to myself and my audience. That is it. I'm not going to do this to create content above all else, to be a content creator. That's not the intent I have. And I just want to make it clear that this comes from a place of true passion and not just to get money because that's kind of what they're doing when they are focusing solely on just creating content is they're focusing on how can I get money from you? How can I scam my audience into thinking that I have the correct view on something or I hold the golden nugget of knowledge that's going to save you when they sell out for money, any chance they can get. So yeah, I just, hmm. oh, I find it hard to grow this podcast, I guess is just basically what I want to say. And I, I want to be honest about that as well, is that I'm not, I'm not over here <laughs> trying to talk to no one. Like I do care about this podcast and I do want it to grow, but 
I want it to go in a way that's authentic. I want it to grow in a way that makes sense and that I find people who really want to hear what I have to say. And if only a couple people care what I have to say, then that's cool. That's as much as I can do and that's as much as this podcast will grow. That's fine. But essentially, yeah, that's it. If you like what you hear, if you like this podcast, if you like me getting on and talking about the different ways that I I view the world and how I try to better myself and things that I find fascinating that help me understand my world and the brain a little bit better, then I would appreciate if you guys did, you know, like and comment, subscribe and share and all that stuff that I feel like other content creators kind of push in every episode. Like I don't try to. And when I do, I always feel like it kind of goes against my standards to say and do those things because I'm not here to push myself onto you. If you like what I have to say, then listen. If you don't, that's okay. You can go. I hate feeling like I have to sell myself to anyone. I've tried building an Instagram following and I feel like the listeners that listen to me follow me there and that's great. I can't do the video content that would be needed in order for this podcast to grow at the rate that everyone else's does. I I can't, I can't do the cutesy stuff. I can't do the tell the dark story stuff. I can only do what's authentic for me. So yeah, if you guys have any idea on how I can do better or ways that I can improve my podcast, like you can either comment on Spotify. They have a question and answer poll. You can comment there. You can comment on my Instagram posts or DM me, whatever you feel like, um, makes you feel more confident that I'll see it. I would love to hear from you. But yeah, genuinely, that's just kind of the space that I'm in right now. And I wanted to tell you about it. That being said, (laughs) some other stuff going on that I feel like if there is any advice that has been consistent throughout my life since I was a young child is the advice of wear sunscreen. And why that's important. Like it's the level of SPF and the consistency of the reapplying of it and what it does for you. I have run into several adults in the last month that have pointed out my application of sunscreen and the consistency of it. Consistency, not like of the consistency of the product, but like how often I reapply my sunscreen and when I do it specifically that have been confused by why I'm doing it. And I feel like we need to go back to the year 2000 when there was that college, was it college or high school graduation speech where he was like, hey, there's a lot of advice I can give you, but the main advice I want to give you is wear sunscreen. Yes. Okay. Let's get to the roots of this. I apply sunscreen a lot. I I reapply every 45 minutes if I'm going to have sun exposure. And if I'm going to be under UV lights, I apply when I think about it. I don't go as heavy as when I'm going to have direct sun contact. But I do that because I understand that it's not just because of anti-aging reasons, which, by the way, SPF is the best way to prevent aging. If you're looking for an actual anti-aging product, it's not retinol, it's not vitamin C, it's not copper peptides, 
it's actually SPF and start early. Okay. That is the best way to prevent aging because the sun ages you. But for me, the reason why I do it is because I had a precancerous biopsy done in 2020. I had a bunch of different parts of my skin that were looking a little odd. And I think I had like 15 biopsies done on my skin. It was a lot. It was an adventure, let me tell you, especially during COVID. Anyway, I get these done and all of them came back and just like as regular moles, like nothing to worry about. But there was one that was on my back that was precancerous. And had I not gotten those biopsies, I never would have known. And then who knows where, how long it would have taken for it to become worse. So for me, my sunscreen application is more as a preventative of anything else going wrong. And it's become a little bit of an obsession for obvious reasons. I don't want skin cancer. So I invest in the best sunscreens I can get and I apply it on my face. I, I apply it all over my hands. I, I try to be very diligent with it and I do regret my youth when I used tanning beds and I would tan outside. Don't get me wrong. I still love the feeling of tanning, but I, I can't in good faith do that. <laughs> like, do you guys remember back in like the early days when like you were a teenager and you would go out to tan and like you would like have these methods of ways to make sure that you have the most consistent and most glowy tan every time you go out and like how many times a week you would need to tan to have a good glow in the summer. We were insane. Why are we doing that? That's so bad for you. Yes, vitamin D is good, but you can get vitamin D through supplements and through your food and through just like, like, don't worry so much about your vitamin D through tanning because it's not good for you. I have not yet had a lab work done where they have said anything about my vitamin D levels and I am always wearing sunscreen and I get labs done a lot because I have a lot of health issues and I'm constantly getting blood work done. So I would not worry so much about your vitamin D levels as much as I would worry about the amount of precancerous moles you might have on your body right now because you're not applying sunscreen and you're going out and tanning. Very bad for you. Okay, so sunscreen, I apply it at work. I'm at work the other day and it is thunderstorm, rainy, cloudy, windy outside. When it is thunderstormy, rainy, cloudy, windy outside, sun rays still come through the clouds. And apparently this is not something that many people have thought through because I applied sunscreen before I went on my lunch break because I was going to be in direct sun contact. And one person was like, why are you applying sunscreen right now? It's cloudy outside. And I kind of had to pause because this person honestly didn't know. But I was like, do you not see outside? Because if you can see outside and it's not dark outside, that means the sun's rays are coming through the clouds. That's how you can see when it's cloudy. <laughs> the sun's rays are coming through the clouds, guy, which means that the sun's rays are hitting your skin. And that's how it damages your skin and uh, affects the cells in your skin and gives you cancer. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Okay, great. So we're all aware, <laughs> right? You can see 
the sun, or if you can see the sunlight, because you're walking around and you don't need a flashlight outside, then the sun rays are hitting you. You might not get sunburned as badly or as quickly because there is clouds, but um, it's still there. And this surprisingly, within one week, with a different person, happened twice. I had the exact same conversation with two different people within a week. Um, so I just want to talk to you all <laughs> and go back to the year 2000. Yeah, sunscreen, wear it and wear it consistently and wear it often. And if you are actually concerned about making sure that you are preventing sun damage, there is a certain type of sunscreen that I recommend. I'm not going to recommend a brand exactly. Um, I'm just going to let you know. You don't just want SPF. SPF is important. Definitely try to get 30 or more because the actual number on your sunscreen, if you don't know, is how often you need to reapply it. It doesn't mean that the SPF inside of it is more intense if you get an SPF 100 compared to an FPF, like an FPF 30. The, S, the SPF is the same. It's just the intensity of how long it'll last on your skin depends on the number. That's what that is. So SPF 30 means apply every 30 minutes. FPF, SPF 50 every 50 minutes. Makes sense? Okay. That's what that means. SPF important, but you also want to look for a PA plus amount. I get the most PA plus 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 as I can get on the market because that PA plus 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 is going to protect you from the sun's rays when it's at its most intense. It protects you from the UVB rays, I believe. Is UVB? I think it's the B rays. Uh, and that level of protection, especially during like the hottest parts of the day in the summertime, hello, we're in summer, you're going to the beach, make sure you're using an SPF that has a PA level, okay? <laughs> Protect your skin, don't get cancer, wear it when it's cloudy, wear hats, <laughs> cover your body. I now I'm that old lady at the beach that always wears hats and I cover myself in sunscreen and I'm not tanning and I get upset when other people are tanning next to me because I'm like, you're gonna die. You're gonna get skin cancer. I'm a little obsessive about it. So wear SPF and wear a hat and, and do it even when you think it's silly because there is nothing wrong with putting on too much sunscreen. Nothing's going to happen except for good things if you overapply sunscreen. You're going to like, okay, people are going to look at you weird because you put it on every hour, but who cares? They're they're not going to have as nice skin texture when they're older and they're probably going to get skin cancer. All right. So yes, that is just one rant. I, uh, I felt like, <laughs> I felt like needed to be said considering the uh, the frequency of conversations I've had about wearing sunscreen on a cloudy day. Okay, so yes, you should care about it and also um, get your skin checked. <laughs> Just like do yourself a favor. Had I not thought, you know, maybe I should take this downtime in 2020 to make sure that my health is at its best, um, spoiler alert, it's the year 2023 and my 
health is like at its worst and I'm always at the doctor. But at the time I was like, I just want to make sure I'm squared away. Had I not done that, I never would have found out that I had something on my back that was dangerous. So just, you know, a thought, schedule an appointment, get it checked out. Yeah. Full body scans by a dermatologist. Recommend, highly recommend just for peace of mind, if nothing else. Mm. So, so the one other thing, the final topic of the day, if you will, that I wanted to talk about is something I've actually been struggling with. Um, Surprise, surprise, like I said, I'm actually trying to improve. I am not the professional in everything I do. I am not the person that has all the answers. I am the person who is actively seeking the answers and learning along with you and then providing the advice from all the mistakes that I make because I make a lot. So one of those mistakes I'm making right now that I'm trying to correct is time management. Oh, Lord, is this hard. I... I'm a comfy queen. I like my space to be so welcoming and so full of fuzzy goodness that when I come home from work, I can just crawl up and I feel so safe and, and so secure and just like my home is my happy place. But when you create a space that basically welcomes you in like a hug, you have a really hard time doing anything else for the rest of your day because it just feels so comfortable. So this is what I'm struggling with. I'm struggling with remembering to keep my house organized. I'm struggling with remembering to, you know, in a timely manner, record my podcast, uh, go out and see friends and make sure that I'm practicing my, my dance routines and going to the gym and other things that I could be doing that I feel like I could be making bread more or I could really start focusing more on my YouTube channel or whatever it is that I want to do that I I feel like I don't manage my time well because I come home and I'm like let's just be cozy let's take a bubble bath and watch Ginny and Georgia for the thousandth time this year and just enjoy this space that I have created. But then I get nothing done. So what I'm thinking, and I would love recommendations if anyone has like really good strategies on how to have better time management within your house. Because I do it really well at work. And I do it really well when I'm at the gym. And I do it really well when I leave my house. But specifically when I am home, all I want to do is be comfy. So how do you break that habit? Okay, so current strategy that I am thinking. I think the best way to have time management is to utilize the things that are already in your space that can be accomplished while you're doing something cozy, okay? Track of what I'm saying? So you're watching Ginny and Georgia for the millionth time, but instead of taking a bath and watching it, Fold the laundry while you're doing it. (laughs) I feel like I'm revealing like a secret about myself that I don't really like and I'm trying to improve is I don't like folding laundry as much as I should. When I do it, I like it, but I just like I put it off and then putting it in the drawer. Like, why is that so hard? Does anyone else feel that way? It's like you do the laundry and you enjoy having 
clean clothes. And I really enjoy the aesthetic of having it all put away. I don't like it look I don't like it just sitting in baskets by my bed. Put it away. <laughs> just do it. So multitasking with a, a something that I enjoy that makes me feel cozy, but that I can do with a task that needs to get done. When my boyfriend calls, I like to give him my full attention. But when that happens, hours can go by on these phone calls and I'm sitting there and I'm like, I could have organized my bookshelf, which is one task that I still to this day, like right now I'm looking at it right now and I'm like, I know how I could organize this to make it look better, but I just need to get up and do it. Just get up and do it. Get up. Okay. So (laughs) I want to be more active in the way that I do that. And I think another way that I want to make sure that I'm getting things done around my house and, and doing better with my hobbies is setting goals for the amount of something that I'm going to do in the day. Now this can be like, you can look at it from the whole spoon theory that people have, you know, how many spoons in a day do you have? And if you're low on spoons, where do you put your energy? right? The the spoons represent your energy if you're confused. So you only have so many spoons that represent your energy for a day. You can look at it that way and be like, okay, so these are my spoons for today. And this spoon that I'm leaving reserved is for completing my sun catcher project, which is currently sitting on my coffee table unfinished because I could not find the, um, the wires because I couldn't find the wires to connect the bigger crystals in my sun catcher and so there it sits because I keep forgetting to go to the store and get the bigger wires so I need to (laughs) think about this ahead of time and make sure that when I get home I don't get distracted by the comfy cozy goodness of my couch and my blankets Oh, that's another thing that um, I'm going to try to be better about is when I get home, don't immediately sit down. Like I I usually get into some comfy clothes. That's fine. I'm not ever going to say no to some comfy clothes, but I'll get into some comfy clothes and then I'll stand up, look around my house and decide something productive to do, whether it's a cleaning, organizing or a craft dance or whatever that is. Um, So I feel like taking these steps and then in a later episode, I might come back and be like, hey guys, that actually didn't work from my brain. (laughs) What did you learn? Um, Or come back and like actually tell you whether or not it worked for me is kind of what I'm thinking with this plan is I want to be so much better with my time management that I don't feel like I feel like when I go to bed at night recently and I have since winter time because I have very severe seasonal depression during the shorter days of the year. When the nights are longer, I just become this cocoon of cozy and I just sleep and I watch TV and I have to force myself to do something so that I don't just waste my life. I shouldn't feel that way in the summertime as well. And that's kind of why I'm like, I got to get my ass in gear and make sure that I'm doing these things. 
So while the days are long, and while it is a hot girl summer, my hot girl summer task is to make sure that I am living my life. And if that's all I do this summer, which is not all I'm going to do this summer, I'm so overbooked already. I feel like April was not even in comparison to the hell that the rest of the summer is going to be travel wise. I don't dread traveling in and of itself. It's my home life that suffers. And I hate that feeling of I don't get to spend as much time with Grimm and I get out of a routine and I have to put off certain things because I am traveling. That part of it, I don't like. Traveling and seeing my boyfriend and uh, going off on adventures with my family, I don't mind that at all. That's actually quite exciting, but it can be disruptive to your routine. So I also need to find a way that when I come back and I'm tired from traveling that I don't get back in that rut. I'm not going to do it. Maybe I will, but I'm not going to try. So after my trip in July, I'm going to try to see if I can put myself back into a place where I get everything done in a timely manner. So, yes, that's what I really wanted to talk about in this episode. Thank you for listening. Again, thank you for following. It means a lot that you listen. It means a lot that you always show up every week and care whether or not I have something to say. It's awesome. And yeah, again, I hate, I don't like pushing, but if you would like to share this podcast (laughs) or if you would like to promote it in any shape or form, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I really do appreciate it. Uh, But also don't feel pressured to do it either because if you don't find value in enough to share it, then that's just, you know, the way it is. (laughs) Okay. I'm so bad at selling myself. Uh, I just can't do it. All right, my loves. Stay present. Remember that two realities can exist at once. Remember to study the brain because it's a fascinating place. And I will see you next week with hopefully something more interesting and more applicable to your um, everyday life than this advice episode. I love you so much. Thank you and goodbye.